It is party time, Lisa Page. It's party time. <laughs> yeah, it's party time, Mom. Welcome to a Monday episode of Chad Bray the Show. Glad everybody's here. Hope everybody had a great Father's Day. Enjoy the uh, great Juneteenth. I don't know what I don't know if people are taking days off today for that. Okay, so, so I went to a birthday party on Saturday. My two gay friends who are you only have two. Uh, I'm sorry, what? You only have two. I, the, my two two gay friends, my only two in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had a birthday party for their daughter, and they are black. And I said, "Did you guys plan this birthday party on Juneteenth for Juneteenth?" And she was like, "My friend Sharice goes, girl." No, I don't do that. I don't care. I don't I don't understand why all my friends are getting their nails done today, getting their hair done today. She's like, I just it's just another day. We did not plan this party. They actually had rescheduled the party. It was supposed to be this weekend, but they had to move it back for some reason. But she did not seem to she respects it. She understands Juneteenth is a great thing, but she wasn't like didn't plan around Juneteenth. Exactly. You know how like all weekend long it was all we heard. We're gonna get into some Juneteenth talk today. I got things to say. Oh, okay. It is a great thing, yeah. but I got some things to say about it. Party Pal Steve's at the pub in the Mothership with your studio. 22, how many bangs have you had today? How many coffees? <laughs> no coffee today, nope. surprisingly. Just, on uh, your sixth bang? One. Yeah. Not even finished with it. <laughs> All right. Puppet Master Mark, Candace Queen, hanging out at the helm. Monday, Monday, Monday. It's going to be a great week. <laughs> going to be a great week. Uh, I'm headed, Steve as well. When I say I, I mean we. Always with Steve. Headed to Port Charlotte, Florida. Uh, so funny. Jesse Payton keeps asking me. He thinks I'm going to change my mind. Jesse's going to be there at the show. We're going to be at the Vasani Comedy Club. Incredible restaurant, too, there in Port Charlotte, Florida. Just the uh, Fort Myers-ish area. Punta Gorda. Mm-hmm. That area. Beautiful area. Jesse keeps saying, okay, so I'm covering my airfare and my hotel, right? I'm like, <laughs> still yes. <laughs> still Yes. Uh, you know, sometimes Jesse's like, hey, can I come do this show with you? Sure can. Yeah. But you got to get yourself yeah, exactly. there. Exactly. Okay, so so what's the details on this thing? <laughs> well, I'll see you there. <laughs> I mean, I like, I you know, all to, in to Jesse Payton's credit, Jesse's never asked for anything, mm-hmm. but he does like to double check. Hey, is there any, uh, nope, still nothing. <laughs> still nothing. I know. I've had, Steve can attest to this, uh, not Jesse, but I've had some guys over the years who have been like, hey, are you going to pay my way to be at the show? Or are you going to do blah, blah, blah? And I'm like, nobody paid my way. Exactly. When I was building my career, nobody paid my, I paid my mm-hmm. way. Exactly. People are like, do you have some big corporate sponsor? No, I, I go on the app at American Airlines and I book my own uh-huh. flights. Yep. And I get there and then we rent a car from budget. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Rental cars, I've, you've heard me say this, it's the bane of my existence. It is the bane of my travel existence. I can't stand dealing with the rental car companies. Mm-hmm. Can't stand it. Well, now and there's a huge shortage of cars. Oh, it's horrible. Horrible. It's horrible. We were able to rent a car in Fort Myers and have it um, for, for this coming up series of shows. But the last three trips we've made, it was a struggle to get cars. A struggle. I mean, we rented from a rental car company I've never heard of. <laughs> yeah, we were in. Uh, yeah, just like getting some like, salty car from some shit? shady company. <laughs> now, now, see, this is an interesting phenomenon, and I am unapologetic when I'm a saying what I say what I'm about to say. There are some real assholes on the planet. Okay, <laughs> I mean, just some real general assholes. 
Now, it's funny when you're making a living in the world of entertainment. People sort of leave you alone because they don't understand that world. It's sort of that esoteric, okay, you do what you do. We don't necessarily understand it, but we're going to leave you to it, mm -hmm. right? And he's a celebrity, quote unquote, and I definitely use that in quotes. He's a celebrity. He doesn't have time to do this or that, blah, blah, blah. He's busy doing his, he's out entertaining the masses, okay? Now, I'm being a little bit facetious, but I'm basically, that's the summary. As soon as you say you're going to run for office, suddenly you owe everybody everything. You owe them a response, an email reply. By God, I better hear from you. You need to answer this question. I'm going to answer it. I'm going to ask it 10,000 times, 10,000 different people. I never get a response from him. It's like suddenly it's like, well, you know what? I'm not a career politician who's been elected to office sitting around waiting on you to call the hotline. Mm -hmm. I still have a life, still have a career, still got to go out there and do it. Uh, unless I'm moving in with your family, then guess We're, what? Yeah. I still got to work. Yep. Okay. Still have to take the time to do it. People are like, you need to be focusing on Texas. Why are you going to Florida? <laughs> well, because that's where the freaking gig is. Exactly. I mean, that's where it is. Do they think you just stop working they now that stop. you're running? Suddenly just bam. Yeah. Uh, and you just got, you know, all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, oh, God, I got some things we can get into today. Uh, got, the weekend, man, got to get it off my chest. But that's the stuff that, like, irritates me. It's like. Still got to go to work. Yeah. And this week, we will be working in Port Charlotte, Florida. People don't, I don't think that they realize that your weekend gigs is a big well, income. I'm going yeah. to do, do a break here. We're going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to tell you why people think this way. All right? Because I've, I've figured it out. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you why. Uh, but what if I told you that you could improve your health, boost energy, and support a healthy heart in less than two minutes per day? Field of Greens is unlike any other superfoods because it uses real USDA organic fruits and vegetables packed with antioxidants. Field of Greens can support heart health, metabolism, blood pressure, and digestion. Plus, it's pre and probiotic. It's a magical food. It really is. It's great for everybody in your family, the young ones, the old ones, the athletes. you got to make Field of Greens part of your daily routine. It's easy. Put a scoop in a glass of water, stir it up, drink it, you're done. And unlike other nutritional drinks, which rely on only one vegetable, Field of Greens is packed with 18 clinically researched essential fruits and vegetables plus green tea, ginger, turmeric, and beets. Go to BrickHouseChad.com. Get 15% off your first order with the promo code CHAD. I spell it CHAD at checkout. That's BrickHouseChad.com. The easiest and fastest way to start living a healthier life. Available in original flavor, wild berry, now lemon lime. And let me tell you, the lemon lime is delicious. Chad <laughs> is the promo code at BrickHouseChad.com. We'll be right back. So here's the reason why people are like that. Okay, so because we've experienced a few different forms of fans, fanatics, groupies, whatever you want to call them, like people that just attach themselves to certain industry, right? So you have the celebrity groupies, you have the fans, you have music groupies, you've got comedy groupies, you got celebrity groupies, right? You got just people that, they're just yeah. fans. They're super fans. You, they have, are, they, you, you they, have social media groupies. They're social media yes. groupies. They're people who are just there. Mm -hmm. There are church yes. groupies, okay? And groupies might not be the best word for any of that, but it's just the people who, that's their world. Mm -hmm. 
That's just their world. That's it's what they like. It's what they enjoy. I mean, I know people who follow certain musicians all over the country. Mm-hmm. All over the country. They might see somebody 25, 30 times a year. But the political ones, the political ones, they're interesting. They want to get invasive. They want to, like, get all up in your junk. No space. Because you are obligated to them. Because how dare you say you're going to run for office and not give me everything that I'm telling you. See, that right there tells me a couple of things. One, they think the, the reason they get that way and get so invasive and so mm, and bossy about it is because everybody's a political expert mm-hmm. these days. Everybody knows everything there is to know about politics. I'm running for office and I don't, have, I don't know everything about politics. I mean, there's stuff I learn every single day, Okay. Nobody knows it all, but people think they do. You know, everybody got a political science degree off of social media. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, <laughs> they feel as though, and this is the problem I've had, is people are so on the government tit, they don't even realize they are. How are you going to fix this? How are you going to fix that? What's your plan to fix this? So I did, a, I did basically an all-encompassing video, three minutes, 44 seconds, where I said, these are the things I care about. These are my common sense goals and plans. This is my vision for Texas. And I put that out on social media, put it on the YouTube channel, put it on my Facebook, shared it. And I, and I said, as soon as I did it, I said to somebody that, was, that I saw right after that, I said, I put this thing out there, which was really an overarching, big, all-encompassing vision for Texas and the things that I value. And I was like, Inevitably, you'll have yes. somebody to say, well, what about the deer population? <laughs> <laughs> right. What? Are you going to save the cicadas? <laughs> what about, yeah, I mean, what about HB 37814-21? You didn't mention that. What is that? Menthol cigarettes. I mean, I mean, like, it's, people are going to come at you, right? Yeah, right. And a lot of them are bought and paid for trolls. You have those people. And then here's the other thing that just, 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 mm. People are like, you need to get thicker skin. Oh, no, I'm having a blast. I'm having a blast. I'm a racist. I'm a Nazi. I'm an anti-Semite. I find out new things about myself every day. <laughs> Forget the fact that my manager, my, my entertainment manager in L.A. for however many years, Arthur, is Jewish. <laughs> but you're anti-Jew. My, my, agent, yeah. my agent is Jewish and gay. And you have... They have a knack for making money. I mean, you know... <laughs> He's and, fabulous, and, and, by the way. Forget the fact that my college roommate and all of his fraternity buddies, they were Jewish. <laughs> it was the Jewish fraternity. They basically lived in my apartment. Uh, you know, he was the president of the Jewish fraternity, but I'm an anti-Semite. Right. Okay. They're like, but you make jokes about... I make jokes about everybody. Yeah, and if you don't That's know that by now about you, everybody, you're not paying I've attention. I told you over and over. Yeah. I don't care if you're fat, skinny, gay, straight, trans, male, female, white, black. I don't care what you are. We make jokes for a living. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. People are like, oh, my God, it's so offensive. <laughs> Call the Anti-Defamation League. Get over yourself. <laughs> I don't know. Good maybe just not God watch or don't almighty. follow. Crank up some Don Rickles videos and go get yourself all lathered up and pissed off. My Lord in heaven, people are... But you're running for office now. Doesn't change who I am. Mm-hmm. Because, because get off my tit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to solve all your problems. I'm not trying to do that. Mm-mm. That's not what it's about. It's about stepping up, putting your money where your mouth is, using your platform to do something good and saying, hey, you know, let's, let's use our voice, hold some feet to the fire. 
But the people don't want that. I, I say that. The majority of people do want that. The majority of people have common sense and they get it. The majority of people that follow you are from out of state and have openly said several times, if I lived in Texas, I would vote for there's you. There's tons there's of that. There's so many people. There's tons of that. And there's tons of people in the state of Texas. Obviously, our biggest reach, the biggest listenership and viewership of this show is in Texas. Mm-hmm. Our podcast has always reached more in Texas than anywhere else. It's a huge demographic. Um, and But we, we have people from all over the country. Obviously, we do. And uh, just because somebody steps up to, to put their neck on the line, doesn't mean you own them. Now. You don't own them. They're servant representatives. Mm-hmm. Problem is, people have lost sight of, and had a great conference call or a phone call the other day with Robert West. Robert West is a Texan. He uh, he wrote a book called The Five Star Plan, which talks about how the average Texan can get involved in politics and truly make a change in the state. Not running for office per se, but actually holding the elected representatives, you know, their feet to the fire. And the premise of his book, one of the premise of his book, is that these folks we put in office, they're the servants. The people have the power, right? The people have the power. The people you elect, they are to be servant leaders. They go in, they represent the will of the people. And that's, the, but, you know, when somebody, when somebody's running for something and saying, hey, I want to make a change, you don't own that person. You, you don't own that person. You never own that person. Um, and speaking of owning people, we're going to get into the Juneteenth conversation in a little while because I want to unpack a little history for everybody in segments to come. Uh, but these are the kind of things that I'm like, wow, you know, it, it, no wonder the average person doesn't get involved. No wonder. It's ugly. They're like, yeah. you know, who but- wants that kind of scrutiny? Who wants that kind of just, you know, they come at you, you get the threats, you get the stuff about, we're going to expose this, expose that, and what about, and then you get the trolls. But the irritating thing, the real irritating thing to me, are the people who, quote unquote, want small government and are tired of politicians being bought and paid for, and they want to work on different people's campaigns, and they really want to make a change. And you know what they do? They go off and hire themselves out to the highest candidate bidder. (laughs) That's the funny thing to me. We'll get on the phone with these guys, and they're like, hey, we would really like to work for your campaign. We believe in what you're doing. Uh, We'd like to be a part. And it's like, okay, great. We would love for you to be a part. Okay, well, here's what it would cost. Uh Uh-uh. For me to be a part and i'm like nah yeah we'll talk about it i mean i appreciate that's your job mm-hmm. but we'll talk about it mm-hmm. um oh, they're going after that money they're going after the money and then you see them they jump on and they're like i am so proud to throw my support 100 behind xyz <laughs> candidate right i've seen a couple of political like you know fan groupies of yours yeah on you know different platforms they are they they're supporting you, but they're also supporting three other candidates yeah. in their post, and it's like okay. Well, look, I'm look, and I'm fine with that too. Well, I, let's I, throw I, spaghetti up against the wall and see which one sticks, and they're well, going to be right there. I I helped. I had them from the very beginning, yeah. and that's the funny thing about politics because uh, you are political activists or these people who work in politics. And they're like, I've supported this person the entire way. No, that person just happened to pay you eighty thousand dollars, right? And now you support them 100%, right? Uh, And that's why I posted uh, yesterday on Facebook. I said, if a candidate will spend a ton of money to get elected, guess what they're going to do once they get elected? Don't believe the idea that they're just going to stop spending money. They they run on this campaign of, of cutting spending and cleaning house and getting rid of the pork and getting rid of the, the slush and all of that stuff, but they're spending exorbitant sums of money just to get elected. 
horse pucky. <laughs> You're going to do the same thing, except now it'll be easier because it's not their money. Mm -hmm. It's your money they're spending now. Mm -hmm. And they're going to spend that money for on people that uh, spent money on their That's campaign. That's exactly right. And make you sure look that at their Biden. agendas get pushed. You look at Joe Biden. What was, the, what was the guy, gosh, what was his first name? Schaub, the guy who was on the Obama, uh, in the Obama administration. He said, I'm a effing moron for supporting uh, um, Joe Biden because Joe Biden, we knew he was going to be plain vanilla. We thought he was going to be plain vanilla, that we wanted plain vanilla, but he was going to end all the nepotism and stuff. He said he turned out to be worse than what Trump was in terms of putting family members and, and people that were business associates, family members into high positions of power. And that's the whole thing. It's like, oh, you gave me X, Y, Z dollars. Well, I, I'm going to put you in this position. I'm going to put you here and I'm going to put you here and you're going to be in, you know, the power grid. And you're going to mm -hmm. be doing all these different things. You're going to focus on this initiative. And these people are making money. I can't wait to write a book. If you get elected, can you put me in some high-paying, do-nothing job? See, that's the way most would operate that <laughs> I way. I mean, I don't want to do anything, but I, I just exactly. want to get paid. That's the way most would operate, and that's why I have to tell you no. Okay. Because, uh, <laughs> so. I, I mean, we have these people, and, and I'm like, look, if we, we, we raise money how we can, but I'm not going out there kissing anybody's ass. Mm -mm. I'm not going to do it. I refuse to do it. But I just I get a, I got a kick out of that as I saw it unfold over the weekend. I'm like, these guys want to spend exorbitant amounts of money to get elected. And I'm not talking about any particular person. I'm just talking about candidates across the board. Right, general, yeah. yeah. And then they're going to run on these things and we're going to cut stuff and we're going to get rid of all of this. You, you're spending like crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, that, yeah. go back to your thing about you having to work for a living and stuff like that and going to Florida and going to you know Washington or wherever we go when we go gigs. That's not just for you. That right. provides multiple other em your employees yeah. Yeah. me being one of them that's our income that's yeah, our job that's your job too yeah and so uh running running for governor is not necessarily uh you know it's going to come down to a point where maybe some of that stuff has to get you know cut back uh, well there's no question about it and i uh, mean for one for thing if if by chance i were to be elected governor i can't do those things you can't have other income that is your mm -hmm. i mean you you can't have another job right I mean, that's, that's the whole thing. That's why we laugh about it all the time. Becoming governor of the state of Texas is a pay cut. Mm -hmm. It's a pay cut. This is not something <clears> that you then said, oh, you know what? I'm going to make tons of money by being governor of Texas. Well, I, maybe somebody has figured out how to monetize all those kind of things, but that ain't how my brain well, works. Washington, yeah. D.C. has definitely found out how to monetize that thing. But well, in it, every political position has learned how to monetize everything i mean you're head of the game you're already writing a book so <laughs> yeah. but i mean you know that's free market baby that's capitalism but that's 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 the thing you know it, you this is a it's a sacrifice i told somebody the other day i said you know hey look i'm the one putting life and livelihood on the line and for like, sure what do you mean you're putting yeah. your life on the line i'm like do you think people in political positions travel with security just for the looks or maybe Maybe their lives get threatened every now and then. I mean, my God. I think yours gets Glenn Beck's got a daily. Kevlar desk. <laughs> Seriously. People like, you got thin skin. Trust me, if I had thin skin, I wouldn't be doing the things that I've been doing for the last however many years. Yeah, people don't realize that this all comes to an end if you get elected, which we'll be so happy about, but also sad. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like all the weekend gigs go away, ragamuffins go away. Yeah. You're like all of the stuff that you're doing right now that you love doing all gets put to the side yeah. for how many years? Yeah. At least four.
So, I mean, these, these are the things people don't take into account. Well, you didn't talk about... You didn't talk about the turtles in the lakes and the reservoirs, and you didn't talk about salvaging Chad. bottle caps from the bottom of. That's because that person—that's their thing. That's their thing. All right. And whatever yes. your thing is, that's your thing. It's yeah. not everyone else. I don't like people to that just push their thing to their try agenda. to make everyone else that their thing too. Mm-hmm. So what I want to talk about in the next segment when we come back, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Juneteenth things because somebody said to me, "You didn't mention." Uh, you didn't mention Juneteenth, right? And I'm disappointed in you. And I would think that you would want to earn my black vote. And I'm going to respond to that when we come back. But first, hey, are you one of those folks who thinks that there's just always going to be plenty of food at the grocery store, no matter what? You might be in for a big surprise someday, folks. Or you could do something about your food security right now. What I recommend is long-term storage food from my Patriot Supply family. Uh, They are America's number one leader in emergency preparedness, and their mission is your survival. They've served millions of Americans, and they've earned over 40,000 four- and five-star reviews. This is a company you can trust. My Patriot Supply is great, folks. I got my emergency food stash from them, and you can too. Just go to preparewithchad.com. You'll save 25% on a four-week emergency food kit that gets you delicious breakfast, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks that average 2,000 calories per day. You get one kit for every person in your family. Since you can save 25% each, it makes sense. Just get the food you need before the next emergency hits. Preparewithchad.com. I want you to go to preparewithchad.com. It's delicious, and we'll be right back. You would think that you would want to earn my black vote. Votes aren't black. Votes aren't Hispanic. Votes aren't white. I get what you're saying. Votes see no color. Votes. All votes matter. I was listening to David Webb this morning on uh, Patriot Radio, and he was talking about the old Archie Bunker episode where Archie got the blood, had to get a blood transfusion or whatever. Blood was donated. It was a black person's blood. And how he freaked out, but it ultimately saved him because it was, you know, blood from a black woman, I mm-hmm. think it was. And uh, it was like, it's like blood. Blood doesn't care what container, what color container it comes in, right? I'm so sick of all of this conversation that's just never going to go away now. Mm-hmm. It's here forever. Yeah. I mean, it, at what point in time do we start separating people by their eye color? Exactly. You know? Yeah. One person has blue eyes, one person has green eyes, one has brown eyes. What I mean, you know, yeah. Hey, Hitler already did that, didn't he? I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's just the insanity of the yeah. whole thing. It's ridiculous. You know? Yeah. Oh, you're wearing green contacts, but you actually have blue eyes. You are appropriating mm-hmm. green eye color. I mean, that, that's how ludicrous that whole thing is. It's so... Everyone, everyone notices color. They notice skin color. And if you say you don't, you're stupid and you're lying. You walked in today, we were in the makeup room, and you said, you looked tan. Have you been out in the sun? And I have been all weekend long. You, you notice my skin color. Did I accuse you of racism? <laughs> Did I accuse you of stereotyping? Did I accuse you of prejudice? Did I co- accuse you of, 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 of accosting my culture of, of sun 
tanning? <laughs> well, yes, you did to all of those. No, Steve said, you know what, Lisa, you look like you've got some sun too. And you said, well, I was out at the pool. Okay. Uh, so, so everyone notices skin color. Very few people in America, truly, if you're being honest, very few people make a judgment based mm -hmm. on the skin color. Noticing skin. So I don't see skin color. Yes, you do. Yeah. Stop it. Yes, you do. The only I know thing you, you could say is that I don't make judgment based on skin exactly. color. Exactly. I'm not going to base my judgment of you based on what you're wearing, mm -hmm. what shoes, what car you're driving. I'm not going to do that. No, okay? I may. I mean, <laughs> I, mean, I, may, I may make I mean, my if judgment. only. I, okay, but let's talk about that. I'm not going to judge the character of you as a human being. Now, you come driving up in a Rolls Royce, I'm going to be like, okay. Yes. Because let's face it, your vehicle is in one sense a mobile identity. Mm -hmm. Okay, if I if I pull in your house and you're in a McMansion behind a gated community, and I gotta tell a security guard my name, I can make certain assessments about probably where you're living and your status in life. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna judge your character because you could be a saint, you could be an ass. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Your house doesn't determine that. Your car doesn't determine that. Whether you're wearing Levi's, Jordash, Lee's, or FUBU, it don't matter. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they make Jordash jeans anymore. Um, uh, but, I, but, you know, look, I, we make characteristic judgments mm -hmm. without making judgments of character. Right. And all the time. Yes. All the that's time. actually a good statement. Yeah. We make characteristic judgments without making judgments of character. And, that, and that's, the, that, that's fine. That's how you know if you're attracted to somebody mm -hmm. or not. That's how you know if you want to be somebody's friend or not. Mm -hmm. and, and so... <laughs> This whole this whole idea of of um, of you got to earn my black vote. right, like hold it over your head, like as if it's so. So what you're saying is I, I need to pander, right? Because I have never in the history of ever made a post about Juneteenth. Juneteenth is a thing that we've we've honored uh, um, in the black community has honored in the state of Texas for a long time, for a long time. But it's been it's been a thing that, like Kwanzaa, it's a holiday that was observed by certain members of the black community. But suddenly, Joe Biden comes along and says, we're going to make it a national holiday. Now, Joe Biden has never given a rat's ass about Juneteenth. He's pandering. Joe Biden didn't know what Juneteenth was. Until Kamala Harris told him. Exactly. Make it a national holiday. So now, now... That, that'd be like saying, okay, we're going to make Kwanzaa a national holiday. Well, I've never observed Kwanzaa. Okay? Juneteenth is a historical thing. The emancipation of slaves, the final emancipation of slaves in the state of Texas, it's something to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Okay? But all of a sudden, you're going to make this thing a thing like, oh, you're not. Well, suddenly, I, you didn't wake up and pander to me because Joe Biden gave some eat it from on high it told you that it's now a national holiday. Mm -hmm. Should it be a national holiday? I have no problem with it being a national yeah. holiday. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. What I do have an issue with, what I do have an issue with is just like everything else, when suddenly you have to politicize your national holiday or you have to politicize some, some stance and make it something that you got to cram down everybody's throat, right? See, it's the same deal as wanting to cross out 1776 and say that's not when America was founded. By the way, I'll be singing the national anthem tonight at the Rangers game along with the Ragamuffins. Never turned out an opportunity to honor that flag. 
you write 1619 and say that's when America was founded because that's the date that the first slave came to America, which I want to correct you on that too in a moment. Now you want to say, okay, two weeks before July the 4th, the Independence Day, we're going we're gonna to have a, a national black holiday called Juneteenth because now the emancipation takes precedence. The, the independence of slavery and the emancipation of slavery takes precedence over the independence of America. See what I'm saying? See, they're, they're already starting, they, the folks are already, the political left are already starting to politicize this thing. Mm-hmm. Because now what it's going to do, you just mark my words. You can tell me that I'm full of it and all this kind of stuff. You just mark my words. You give it time. Maybe another year or two, a little on down the line. Juneteenth will be the thing that takes precedence over July the 4th because they will have politicized it to the point Mm -hmm. where it doesn't matter because because we're all being indoctrinated with critical race theory until we embrace it completely and realize that we're all guilty. If you're white, you're guilty. You're guilty. That you got you got to embrace Juneteenth. You better hope you get my black vote. (laughs) Well, you see where I'm going with this? Uh, Yeah. Now, you know, the critical race theory is so goofy. I was having a conversation with somebody yesterday, and, and I said, it, it's, it, it, you're obviously damned if you do, damned if you don't with critical race theory, right? If, if, I, if I see a black family coming towards the door, I'm walking into a restaurant, and I hold the door open for them. Do you do that because they were black? Right. That's racist. Yes. If I don't hold the door, yep. did you not do that because they were black? Mm-hmm. You're racist. So it doesn't matter what you do. And that's, that's the whole thing. We got to end this stuff. Uh-huh. This, idea, this idea of saying that, um, that black men and women and black families, they can't be successful in America because they're oppressed. BS. Uh, yeah. It's the least racist nation on the planet. It's the least racist. Do we have a sin? and Do we have a scar in our past? Yeah, absolutely. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. But... Uh, and kind of defuse some of the stuff. Because I, I hear some of you just kind of, oh, eh, uh, how dare you say that blacks in America aren't oppressed? Well, I know a lot of millionaires. I know a lot of uh, black men and women with medical degrees that do pretty damn well for themselves. Uh, I know some that live in those McMansions that and we were go talking about. Tell, go try to tell them that they were oppressed. And some, you exactly. Know, like, they won't like, take you're, it. You're, you're, basically, that's another way of trying to accuse somebody of being inferior to me because of the color of your skin. We have literally fought fought to make sure that that doesn't happen in America anymore. That's the kind of thing. Uh, how long is that clip, that number three, Mark? Play it. He's going down to Texas on Juneteenth, right? The first major massacre, literally speaking, of the uh, Black Wall Street, right? Years ago. He don't even know what he's talking about. And he's got that damn mask dangling from his yeah. ear. That ain't what Juneteenth is no. about. That's your president. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all voted for him. Yeah. That was a year ago. That was a year ago. He doesn't know what Juneteenth is. And now he's going to pop off and be well, like, he's going to make it a national Kamala holiday. schooled him. Yeah. Yeah. She gave him a little lesson. These things, these, this wears me out. I want to I talk about, I want to talk about a true historical perspective of America. And I want to show you how how non-factual uh, your history is, all right? Because we believe a lot of things that are just pure myth. There's plenty of bad things, but we believe a lot of things that are just pure myth. We're going to talk about that in the next segment. But before we go, 
Protecting my family is number one priority, but I want to do it safely. The people at Taser believe that safer self-defense is better self-defense. Taser's line of non-lethal self-protection devices are small and lightweight enough to carry with you or in your glove compartment or purse, yet they're powerful enough to incapacitate an attacker. Guns sometimes can carry unnecessary risk for those around you, or even pepper spray can harm you as much as the attacker. If it, say, blows in your face, something of that nature, sometimes it's not as effective. Taser products are safer and easier to use. They use an electrical charge to immobilize attackers for up to 30 seconds, allowing you time to escape and send emergency dispatch to your GPS location. Taser devices come loaded with features like laser-assisted targeting, and emergency dispatch will, res will send response teams to your GPS location upon firing. More than 237,000 lives have been saved with the Taser network of devices, apps, and personnel. I want you to protect yourself and your family with Taser's line of smart self-defense products. Taser devices are available without a permit in most U.S. states. Uh, get the Taser Pulse Plus or Taser Strike Light at taser.com. That's T-A-S-E-R.com with promo code C-H-A-D. I spell it, Chad. Save 15% now at taser.com. Promo code Chad. Be right back. So, there used to be a way to come to this country and get new land, get new opportunity. Even if you were poor, you couldn't afford the commute, couldn't afford the travel, couldn't just come across the ocean. What you did was you indentured yourself. You basically made yourself collateral or a loan. Say there was someone here in America, they were a landowner, they needed people to work that land. You indentured yourself to that landowner. They paid for you to get on the boat. They paid for you to come over, and you worked off your debt to them through, uh, through a period of indentureship, okay? The majority of people who came to this country came not under slavery, but many came under indentured servitude, all right? Didn't matter what color you were, okay? Europeans came, the same as anybody else. There was a black man by the name of Anthony Johnson who came in 1619, not as a slave, but he was indentured. He worked off his indentured period of time. He became a landowner because when you were done, you, you, they gave you the land mm -hmm. that you had worked off and all these different things. You worked for it. They gave him the land, and he became very successful. He became wealthy. This is a black man who came here in 1619. 1619, of course, when they say the first slave. No, no, Anthony Johnson mm -hmm. didn't come here as a slave, came here as an indentured servant, became wealthy, okay? He had a number of indentured servants who were brought in, and he actually, get this now, folks, get this. Don't, don't let me lose you. He had a guy that he took to court who was an indentured servant, who said, this guy owes me so much, I'm suing him that he is going to be indentured to me for the rest of his life. The court ruled in favor of Anthony Johnson, the black farm owner, landowner, excuse me, against another black indentured servant. And guess what? That man became a slave. So a black man sued 
in order to have a man indentured to him for life, another black man. There's the beginning of slavery in America. Now, see, people don't want to talk about stuff like that. A black man sued to own another black man. Hmm. No white man involved. Weird how that's, that's so just crazy. kind of a thing, right? Huh. Now, that being said, I want to remind everybody that there were uh, 12.3 million black slaves between the period of uh, 1500 and uh, 1875. Okay. You know where the majority of those black slaves went? Where they were taken? They were taken to Portugal. Or they were traded by the Portuguese. Okay? Do you know who had the least percentage of black slaves brought to their land? Hmm. Kind of weird. Wow. Uh, huh. Yeah, America. Only 2.3% of that. Only 2.3%. That's 300,000 that were brought and were actual slaves. Many of which were either in, were owned by black slave owners. Now, I don't say that to minimize the atrocity that is slavery. But I want to remind everybody that America wasn't founded on the principles of, of slavery and racism as they want you to believe, mm -hmm. okay? So, so this idea that our founding fathers were just a bunch of racists, that you got to remember, the original writing of the Declaration of Independence, Thomas Jefferson actually wrote that we had got to end because because again even even when northern states wanted to end slavery they, they were still colonies they couldn't because we were a colony of england and king george still wanted slavery to be implemented so it couldn't be abolished because king george kept it as a law so thomas jefferson included that in the declaration of independence that we're not treating men as equals and he actually capitalized the word men when he wrote it the only other words that he fully capitalized and highlighted was the United States of America. But he also included people uh, who were indentured or slaves as men. But in order to get the thing passed and get it signed, they, there, were different, there were different factions. They took that part out, okay? Sad but true. There were many founding fathers that never owned slaves. There were several founding fathers that owned slaves but then got rid of them, okay? At huge financial cost to themselves mm -hmm. okay uh be like giving away a huge portion of your business just say this isn't right mm -hmm. anymore i this isn't right ever i gotta stop this gotta quit it and there were a handful of uh of founding fathers particularly from the south south carolina one from georgia um uh, abraham baldwin specifically the uh, the pickney brothers pickney family from south carolina they were advocates for slavery all right. But to sit there and make a big swath statement across the board and say, well, all of our founding fathers were for slavery. No, they actually weren't. They wanted the abolishment of it. OK, it was an ugly, ugly thing. But to try to say that America was founded on slavery, built on slavery, that everything here, we, like we were the worst slave nation ever to exist is absolutely fiction to history. It's just not true. OK, now we have a history of of things that are problems, not, to, not the least of which was the Reconstruction South after the Civil War, because, let's face it, uh, the whites didn't want to lose their power. They had been decimated, and in order to rebuild the Southern e economy, they, had the, they catered to uh, many of the uh, wealthier whites in the South, 
and they allowed them to implement things like Jim Crow laws, okay? These are horrible things. They were terrible things. But we fought over the last century to end those things and stop those things. So to sit there and say that that America was, was the worst, every skin color of every nationality, of every people type throughout history has owned one or the other. We all have. Blacks have owned blacks. Blacks have owned whites. Muslims have owned Christians. There's still slavery in Africa. The whole reason we fought the Barbary pirates in the Mediterranean was because of the Muslim slave traders, the pirates who had come board these ships filled with Europeans and Americans and colonists, and they would take them into slavery. That's why Thomas Jefferson fought them. Uh, It's existed. Man's inhumanity to man. It's existed. But see, now we're trying to make this thing, this this big intellectual deal where somebody, because at the end of the day, somebody owes somebody something. Mm -hmm. And if I don't get it, then you ain't getting my vote. All right? These are the kind of things that I'm like, until that type of rhetoric ends, we're, we are just going to keep on having problems. And I bet you the guy that said you didn't earn my vote has no idea. Like, he probably doesn't know 90% of what you just stated. That story. Right. That particular, the details of it. Yeah. Probably doesn't know. Yeah. Well. Well, thanks for the history lesson. That was great. <laughs> Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Governor. I'm just tired of hearing the 1619 crap. No. Yeah. It's constant. Yeah. So, anyway, watchchad.com. That's where people can come see us in Port Charlotte, Florida. Have fun. You can get a history lesson if you come to Port Charlotte this weekend, yeah, we'll everybody. Yeah, we'll do it with jokes. Yes. We'll give you history. Piss more with, people off. It'll jo- be great. We'll piss everybody Yeah. Off, man, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. We're down there a long time, Steve. Yep. Long I think time. we're down there like four days. When y'all going Thursday? Friday? We leave Wednesday, Wednesday night. Oh, Wednesday. shoot. Yeah. Okay. Like Wednesday night, we got to get down there. So you're telling me that when you come back uh, mon- next Monday, you'll be even more brown skinned. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Crispy like bacon. Yeah. But enough about me. Party foul, Steve. How are you? Great. You have a good weekend. Got a lot of stuff cooking. This is the quietest he's ever been. I didn't have coffee. I had what kind, of, stu- yeah, what kind of stuff you got cooking? Yeah, all kinds of stuff. What kind of rubs yeah. are you using over there over at the bar? <laughs> 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 I witnessed firsthand the variety of his, his spice rack at his house. He's got a lot of got a lot of stuff. Got a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm a spicy. condiment. I'm a condiment. He loves collector. his condiments. Yeah, and everything's so orderly. Well, that's not me. That's Tony. <laughs> <laughs> I made hot dogs last night. I had a hot dog and a hamburger I love yesterday. Hot dogs. So good. On the grill. Yeah. Yeah. I made the best hot dogs, man. I had mm. me a big soft bun, put it on the griddle with butter. Yeah. Mm. The best. I mix the my best. ketchup and my mayonnaise together. Do you? Yeah. I put a little cheese on that thing. Mm-hmm. No diet yesterday. No. So I'm in my fat pants today. <laughs> Steve, you gained weight all weekend? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Over eight all He's weekend. Fine. You look good. Friend cooked for us, and we ate on it all weekend. I love it. Love it. Gonna go get some seafood down in Florida. Mm. Might even go fishing. Who knows? Mm. Might be down there. Never know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, guys, do me a favor. Go to uh, watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. And sign up at blazetv.com slash chad. We are literally kicking everybody else's butt. 
we got so many subscribers. I love the support that's there. Uh, and it's a, it's a good place for all of the, uh, all of the stuff you need. And uh, you get it right there, blazetv.com. And I go to where podcasts are offered. Leave us a rating and review. We only take five stars. That's the way we like it. We will see you tomorrow night. It's Tuesday, Tuesday, Tuesday. Love you. God bless. Bye.